some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Los Angeles, it's six o'clock in Chicago and in New York City, it's 7 p.m. Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Bo DeCipio, joined as I am once again. Where I try to get rid of her. <laughs> Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? I did good. How are you? Good night. We have, um, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Master Fun is back with us for by the way we've actually had you know, people don't believe this but we people do write into the show and we actually had people request master fun <laughs> <laughs> okay i got a fan yeah, club. yeah. <laughs> you got well, at least one fan anyway <laughs> so Mill, what's happening kid what's going on oh we've got a little bit of a rainstorm here so there might be a little bit of delay on my end so please bear with me everyone yeah, um, ahead of time. Weather in Florida not not so good tonight. No, it's um, not. So, oh, by the way, I want everybody out there watching and listening, keep a prayer out for Amelia's father. Um, he had a close call. He's uh, he's resting comfortably right now, but uh, you know, the prayer is very much needed. Okay. Yes, thank you so good much. Go. Beautiful. Let's see. Uh, he's a tough cookie. That one. Yeah, and he just turned 73, so. And he's stubborn as the day is long. I'm wondering oh. where you get that from. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, of course, Master Fun. Hmm. What can I say about this guy? Um, Master Fun is, a, is one of those people. He's an enigma wrapped up in a riddle um, the, and uh, skirted with a little bit of... Um, Mystery and confusion. Um, that describes Master Fawn perfectly. How you doing, kid? Um, well, and you? Why are you looking over this way? Look at I the camera. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting next to me in the studio tonight. Ah. Anyway. Well, tonight we have a good one. Um, mm. This is actually a show we've been wanting to do for a bit. Yes. Tonight's episode is... Inside the Bohemian Grove. Um, this is an interesting subject matter. If, uh, if you know nothing about Bohemian Grove, it's going to seem like an utter fairy tale. It really will. But it's all too real and it's uh, frighteningly real. And what's even more so is that the people at the Grove, as they call it, the people at the Grove are making decisions that affect your life every day. Um, while they're doing this, they're cavorting with each other, 
They're having all kinds of promiscuous sex with each other. By the way, it's an all-male facility. We'll get into that in a little bit because there, I found a codicil that actually says that they let women in and they let children in from time to time. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that tonight. We've got somebody in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Mike Messier. There we go. Mm-hmm. One Mike Messier. Even Fred and Barney were involved in a secret society. Wow. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Fred Flintstone, he had the Moose Lodge, right? With the Fraternal or what? The Fraternal Brotherhood of the Moose? Something wow. like that. Mikey, correct me on that one, please. Cartoons, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that, it's you know what it is? We're actually going to do a show on it. It's indoctrinating the children. Mm, yes. Indoctrinating the children. That's how they do it. Teletubbies. Mm. Barney. Oh, yeah. The Flintstones. Um... The Power Rangers were a mm-hmm. huge one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. The water oh, buff- yeah. The Water mm-hmm. Buffalo. You're right, Mikey. The Water Buffalo Lodge. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Grand Poobah of the Water Buffalo Lodge was uh, Fred's boss, I think, mm-hmm. at work. Um, interesting stuff, though. But the... Um, the idea of secret societies is nothing new. It's been around for as long as this country. In fact, even longer than this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody on the street that can tell you what the uh, Bohemian Grove is. Or, for that matter, what Skull and Bone Society is. Or what the Council of Nine is. Uh, or what the Committee of 300 is. They simply don't know. Why? Because they're not being taught. Why? Because truth is power and power will set you free. Well, that's why your government wants you to just listen to what they say, because they know what's best, don't they, Amelia? Oh, absolutely. They, Especially they want to do some other stuff to cover a lot of stuff up. They want to put like maybe gas prices high enough to where you're going to be distracted by that so they can do stuff behind our back. And they do all the time. Look, they they, they put a president in the White House that wasn't elected. Exactly. By the way, we're going to talk about that. No United States president has ever been elected. Never. Never been elected. They've been appointed. Where? At the Bohemian Grove, of course. And we got proof. You're going to see some proof tonight. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Richard Nixon, who was one of my, believe it or not, was one of my favorite presidents. I got to tell you, (laughs) I got to tell you what Richard Nixon said about Bohemian Grove. President Nixon said, the Bohemian Grove, which I attend from time to time, uh, it is the most faggy goddamn thing you could ever imagine with that San Francisco crowd. Now, unquote, quote, unquote, he said exactly that. Um, what he meant by that, and I'm going to explain what he meant by that, and we're not in any way disparaging homosexual, not at all. What he said was, uh, he, he described it as a quote, faggy crowd. I'll tell you why, because the men cavort there with each other. They, uh, they bring in young male prostitutes for the service of the rich, the powerful, and the elite. Remember something, no women are allowed in. 
after a certain time and only at a particular time of year are women and children allowed in. I'm going to go through that with you tonight, very shortly, in fact. One of the things I want to talk about tonight is the, uh, and maybe Master uh, Master Fun, you and I will get into this discussion tonight. The, uh, the double standard by which the Grove operates, which is uh, all but in your face these days. Um, let me just tell everybody. Amelia, have you ever wondered what it was like inside Bohemian Grove? Yeah, I mean, because it was uh, talked about a little bit and, you know, and how women were not allowed and how you said that the business deals went on there and maybe you always wonder okay so all of a sudden men got together and all of a sudden this thing went through to the white house okay why yeah. does that happen all of a sudden interesting mm-hmm. well i'll tell you what i may have an answer for you um the bohemian grove let's just bring it up here the bohemian club is what operates bohemian grove now the club was founded in 1898 wow Now, 1898, okay? Well over 100 years. Here's the interesting thing about it. It was a retreat for artists, musicians, philosophers. um, Painters, I thought, as well, right? Painters and attorneys. Painters, sculptors. Yeah, of course. Well, people of of artistic integrity, all right? Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. And... Over time, it expanded as the wealthier got wealthy and artists that you know, you've heard the uh, expression, the star- starving artist syndrome. Yes. Artists weren't always wealthy. Hmm. They were in the early days of the, of the Grove because think about what the time was. It was the renaissance of art. People were discovering how to use cameras. Photography was a new invention, okay? And people need to understand what we take for granted today was very, very new back in that time. And so you have to consider what you're dealing with. The uh, The Grove's all-male membership uh, included artists, musicians, as well as many prominent business leaders, government officials, former U.S. presidents, senior media executives, and people of power. As the Grove grew in membership, the artist element was kind of pushed to the side. As their money started to dwindle and corporate money started to increase, you saw more people like John D. Rockefeller and people like Rothschild and DuPont, and Bilderberg, and people like Nixon, and Reagan, and Kennedy. Yes, Kennedy. And Bush. The Bush family is up to their two-eye in Bohemian Grove. They are steeped at the Grove, big time. Texas family, Texas oil, money. So too was Lyndon Johnson, another Texas guy. So we're talking about some of the wealthiest elite people in the world. You know, when you talk about presidents, the Grove has been the home to presidents because it's been the home that made 
presidents. Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon were both declared to be presidents just because a Grove member, a high-ranking Grove member, said so. This particular member wanted Ronald Reagan to be president, and he wanted Richard Nixon to be president. Well, Nixon came first. Reagan followed him. But after, of course, a very short stint by Gerald Ford, and a very very short (laughs) stint, real short stint by Jimmy Carter, Mm. who didn't have a snowball chance in hell of becoming a, a great president. I, I, you got to feel bad for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if he's still around, if he passed away. Not yet. He's uh, a hospice care still. still. Yeah. In hospice? Really? Yes. Still hanging on? Yes. Wow. Yeah. You got to wonder what kind of It's like a bad penny. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta wonder what kind of deal you make to, to live like that. Mm. It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, members may invite. This is what I'm gonna talk about. You think it's an all male, you know, male cast and crew, right? It cast the characters what they are. But people, very few people realize that guests of the Grove can invite family members. They can invite their wives and, and children. And you're going to see that in a second. But let me tell you what this is. We're talking about a particularly a, a, a part of in June, they have something called Spring Jinx. Mm. Now, that's a prelude to the big event in July. This is where some of the newer members get together. They're introduced to some of the older members. Um, you know, they kind of get a tour of the place they they get to see the 40 foot stone owl you know they get to see you know uh what they sacrifice you know in effigy mm-hmm. by the way there's some proof that they've actually sacrificed people there and not in yeah. effigy so uh we're going to talk about that but during this time is when newer members are introduced um the main encampment happens in July. And the July encampment is where the infamous cremation of care ritual takes place. You're going to see two versions of cremation of care. You're going to see the raw, unedited footage of cremation of care from Alex Jones. I want to give credit to Infowars.com and Alex Jones for the use of this clip. And you're going to see the enhanced video of of the said ritual because it's very important that you see what's going on. And I want you to notice the little idiosyncrasies. Watch the satanic ritual come to life. It's amazing when you see it before your eyes. It just comes alive. At certain times, club members are allowed to bring spouses, family, and friends, although female and minor guests must be off the property by 9 p.m. So now, if you're there with your spouse and your kids or your grandkids, for example, first of all, understand only the rich, powerful, and elite get in. But even the women and children have to be out of there 
by no later than nine o'clock. Because after nine o'clock is when the boys have their fun. The club motto is weaving spiders come not here, which implies that outside concerns and business deals like networking, they are to be left outside. You don't bring your business inside the Grove. Inside the Grove is for having fun, having sex, cavorting with young male prostitutes, generally having a good time, Master Fun. Right. You know? Not my kind of time, but <laughs> for somebody. For somebody. <laughs> but we will, we will talk about that. We're actually going to talk about that tonight. And again, to utter the words of, of President Nixon, <laughs> Bohemian Grove, which I attend from time to time, it's the most faggy goddamn thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> but that San Francisco crowd. You got to love Richard. I want to meet him. I'm telling I want to talk a little bit about what you should expect to see tonight. Wow. You're going to see some ritualistic symbolism that may disturb you. This is why I entered, uh, uh, entered I'm sorry, a um, disclaimer for tonight's show. Uh, it is um, offensive to some people. If you are a Christian-minded individual, you'll find this offensive, certainly, and you should. Um, if you are uh, not uh, like-minded, uh, you may find this interesting, even tantalizing in some regard. Whatever your thoughts of this are, it is a real ritual taking place. As Alex Jones says in his narration, they are absolutely deadly serious. They are critically deadly serious about what they do. Uh, if you ever want to test that theory, try to get in and out of the grove with a piece of film. Because Alex Jones has only done it once, and they still have it in for him. All these almost 25 years later. They still have it in this form. They're still trying to ruin this guy's life. And they'll do it. Oh, yeah. Enough time. Look at Alex Jones tonight in this clip. And then look at him today. He's 200 pounds heavier. Okay? Talk about what stress will do to the body. Let's take a little bit of history. Yeah, yeah. Give us a little history of the Grove. Well, from uh, from what I hear, it's, of course, a campground that's 2,700 acres and um, belonging to a private-based uh, place where, only, like you said, men get together once a year where they just do their little business once a year, get together. And when they bring in the prostitutes, men prostitutes, I should say, they have them a uh, they have bags over their heads so the guys don't know where they're coming from uh, or coming to i should say and then when they do their business with the gentleman they put bags over their heads and make leave so they don't know where they're actually leaving from yeah. and of course their little spring jinx from what i hear at the they do their little sacrifices and things like that and oh and they also put on a play at the end of the it, last day it's all true everything mm -hmm. amelia just told you is absolutely true mm -hmm. 
And so they choose the person that's going to be doing the play during the time that they're there. So they have well, there to- are several productions that they mm-hmm. that they put on. Yes. Uh, all all of these, uh, as Amelia said, all these plays, she calls them plays. Mm-hmm. What these plays actually are in uh, in real terms are satanic rituals. Yes. Um, cloaked in the form of a show. Uh, yeah. uh, like a, almost like, I want to say like a Broadway type yes. show. Because they actually do hire real actors. Mm-hmm. In fact, the voice of the owl is, is the Walter Cronkite, I believe. Exactly. Yeah, and saying, yeah, Walter Cronkite. And uh, they call upon, of course, Satan, and they praise him, and of course, they do the burning of the owl ceremony, and it's just all these people they praise and praise and praise, and and as they were saying, you don't do business, but like, um, but you actually do do a lot of business deals there behind. Well, uh, enemy line. Discreet, Amelia. How they very, do it. Very discreet. Remember what they say. Now they take this deadly serious. Code words. They use a lot of code Weaving words. Weaving spiders come not here. That means keep your shit out and don't bring your crap in here because this is for fun. But they use code words. They and... use certain code words. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. They use certain code words that mean, let's talk shop. Yes. Let's meet behind the redwood tree. Uh-huh. And there's now a table that they meet them. secretly of that nobody knows. They have certain times that they uh, reserve a table and they have so many men at a time. They can reserve. Now, hold on. You're getting too ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about this. You're getting too ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. Those tables are reserved for specific purposes. Yes. If you get caught discussing business there, guess what? You're kicked out. They throw you out of the club. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why and you have to do certain code words. How much money you got? By the way, mm-hmm. just so people know, the entrance fee to Bohemian Grove went from $25,000 doubled to $50,000 and there's a 23-year wait list to get in. Wow. Many of those people will die before they get on that list. How much is how much would it be back was back then? How much would the, that be now? The $25. In 1974 it was 24 $25,000 which would be in today's currency? Yes. <sighs> God, I could, you know what? I'm going to have Master Fun look that one up. Currency conversion. Uh, $25,000 in 1974 is equivalent to what in 2023? That's and, uh, a real good question because I'm going to guesstimate mm-hmm. that it's probably around $200,000, $300,000. I'm going to say $250,000. And also, right, isn't that correct that only if you're bloodline from the people that were there, you can, that's the only way you can get in? And I'm going to talk about that. People say, well, how did Barack Obama get elected? Yeah. He didn't get elected. No. Excuse me, what was the year again? 1974. Barack Obama did not get elected president. He was chosen. He was chosen at Bohemian Grove. 
How do we know that? Because we have the proof. We have the proof. By the way, if you haven't, so we're going to do a whole show on You Thought You Knew. That's what it's going to be called. You Thought You mm-hmm. Knew. You didn't know shit. Trust <laughs> me when I tell you. What if I were to tell you that Barack Obama was related to George Bush? What would you say about that, Amelia? I would say that you did a lot of research to find out that that's 100% true. It is absolutely 100% true. George Bush and Barack Obama are related. Absolutely. Blood related, by the way. How much? One dollar from 1974 today is worth $6.14 currently. So Okay. So now, times that by 24,000. 24 million. I'm sorry, 24,000. 20, no, 25,000 times $6 and whatever it is. 614 times 24,000? Yeah. 147,306. I said 250. I was close. Wow. I said between two and three is what I said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Almost 200 grand. 150,000. Wow. Okay. That's the kind of money you're talking about. Hmm. And these people have it. And you, half of them you don't know. You're going to see people here tonight that look like they could be your neighbor. Yeah. Who have like Boku bucks. Huge money. Taking pisses outside on the redwood trees. Billionaires hmm. taking a pee outside. Let's take a look at this. Everybody sit back and relax. The Bohemian Club, as it's known today, was founded in 1873 in San Francisco in Northern California. Many of the club's original annals, dating back to before the turn of the century, admit that local artists, writers, newspapermen, you name it, wanted a place away from the so-called backwardsness of the West Coast, the Judeo-Christian ethic. They found that place an hour and a half north of San Francisco, outside of the tiny town of Monterio. Their annals even admit an obsession with the occult and what they called druid rituals. Amongst the great redwood trees, they revived ancient ceremonies that in truth had their roots not in the druids, but in Babylon itself. As the Now, that's critical. Railroads brought commerce and larger and larger population. I want to stop it there for just a second because that's critical. What Alex Jones just said. The rituals are steeped in Babylonian history. You know what Babylon was, right? The Tower of Babel. It was, it was, Babylon was called the Great Whore in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Babylon is where kind of like anything goes in Babylon. You know, like, like anything goes. And that's kind of what, what the, you know, the Bohemian Grove was all about. It's really like, hey, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. Who's going to stop us? Kind of, we can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. You know, we got money, we got power, we got 
all the stands and the police on their side. So board around and have some fun. Why not? Mm -hmm. So let's listen to Alex. The prestige of the club grew until in the year 2000. It is a gathering place for the world establishment. The It is absolutely central to understand that these bizarre activities have been engaged in going back to 1873 and are not some new fanciful whim of the trendies on the West Coast. By the turn of the century, there was already a 10- to 15-year waiting list. Presidents from Howard Taft to Herbert Hoover were on the membership roster. Not to mention, later, famous war general Dwight D. Eisenhower, later to become president. The roster of the Bohemian Club reads like a who's who of the elite. Look at this photo taken inside the Grove back in 1963. There you'll see Ronald Reagan. And sitting two people over from him, later to become president, Richard Milhouse Nixon. Frankly, we don't know if these men actively enjoy the things that go on inside the Bohemian Club. But one thing is perfectly certain from the evidence. They are forced to go and attend and take part in these activities if they wish to be elevated to the highest levels of the geopolitical power structure. For-profit Federal Reserve Bank, from its very inception in 1913, has been run by prominent members of the Bohemian Club. Central Bank Chairman Alan Greenspan was seen leaving the Bohemian Grove only one month before he was appointed Chairman of the Federal Reserve. I should also point out there has never been, never in the history of the Federal Reserve, there has never been a non-Jewish head of the Fed. Never. Not once. Hmm. He had to be a made man. To be a member of the most powerful cabal on the planet. Historical records are clear for major universities. The Manhattan Project was planned and instituted and run from the Bohemian Club. All of this going on in an atmosphere of bizarre revelry. You're looking at an illustration from a November 1989 issue of Spy Magazine. Spy goes undercover with Henry Kissinger, Merv Griffin, and William F. Buckley Jr. The story was clearly a sh Now, I'm going to stop that because first of all, you, you this is a, a picture that few people have ever seen. Okay. That's a picture taken inside Bohemian Grove. That's Henry Kissinger. He was Richard Nixon's Secretary of State. True. Can't make it up. He's still alive today. He is still alive today. Wow. I don't know what kind of deal he made with the devil to get that kind of longevity, but he's still around today. In fact, he just recently did an interview. Hmm. Uh, Merv Griffin was a great entertainer, well-known homosexual. Uh, Henry Kissinger has been known to go both ways of the uh, of the vine, so to speak. Um, not judging anybody. I'm just telling you, you want to know what goes on at the Grove? There you go. Chill. Meant to spin is obvious. They're just masters of the universe. Big frat boys blowing off steam. We'll get back to this. And we will get back wow. to that. So that's what we're talking about. 
We're talking about depravity and perversion at the highest levels. By the way, it's interesting as well, whenever they have the July encampment that runs right from my birthday, by the way, <laughs> um, it goes from July 5th to July 13th. Hmm. It goes, that's when it runs. July 5th to July 13th, and, and my birthday is right in the middle of it. Um, during that period of time, the number of children that go missing from Monterio, California is staggering. Okay. You can call it coincidence if you want. I think not. I don't think so either, to be honest with you. What are your thoughts, Master Fon? Bohemian Club, missing children. It would lead you to believe, wouldn't it? Well, um, can you uh, elaborate on that? No, because I don't know much about it. I mean, I just first time I'm hearing about it. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, I, would I would suffice to say that certain things uh, may be coincidental. This is not one. No. I don't believe it to be coincidental particularly the number of young boys that go missing hmm. Um, hmm. in that area of Northern California, Monterio, California. It's uh, near San Francisco. Um, everybody who knows, if you know San Francisco, if you don't know, San Francisco is um, openly gay. It's hmm. probably the first openly gay city uh, in the United States. They pride themselves on pride and uh you know and again uh, we we are not judging anyone i mean i've got you know three gay people in my house right now so um there you go so, but uh, this is what happens we have to be candid we we have got to be very candid here yeah and the statement that he made that they have they have to be they have to be if you want to be a part of president or any kind of official of any sort or in any high position, you have to be, you have to be forced to do so whatever they tell you to do there at the Bohemian. There are people in power higher than the president. Yeah. And you have to be forced to do certain things and they have to, you have to do those things, what they tell you to do, no matter how yucky and gross it is, you have to do it. You, you saw a rare picture tonight of uh, at um oh god lord um at the, the picture with ronald reagan and, and, and nixon uh-huh you saw a rare picture of baron von bilderberg mm -hmm. he's the tall man with the white hair that was standing at the podium okay hence the name the bilderberg group Hence, Bilderberg meetings. Hence, the most secretive meetings in the world. Look, form follows function. You've got the most secret society on the planet, the, Bilder uh, the, uh, the Bohemian Grove, hosting one of the most secretive uh, entities on the planet, for, for lack of a better word. Sorry, folks. But the Bilderberg Group, 
How many times have we talked about Bilderberg on this show? Oh, gosh, I could pretty much a lot of shows. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the Bohemian Grove. Um, We're going to get into some interesting video here shortly. Um, Amelia, what do you you expect to see, having seen none of this yet? Um, I'm just going to, I wanted to wait to see with everybody else, uh, you know, that way I could um, ask questions and uh, just follow along, but basically wanted to, to uh, watch like everybody else, watch firsthand and um, talk more about that in between. Okay. And ask, uh, I find out more about what the goings on were, because I heard rumors, but I wanted to see firsthand every, everything. Master Fun, what do you expect to see? What do you expect to learn? Um... Probably quite a bit. I learn a lot every time I'm with you. Um, probably details I didn't know. I did know about a few things, but I'll probably learn little details I didn't know before. Okay, and we will all learn a little something from Alex Jones, from Bohemian Grove, and from each other. But first, let's jump on our sponsors. Here you go, folks, a word from Shopify. Sit back and enjoy a word from our sponsor at Shopify. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot, and her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So, she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh. I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got dings! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life... And become your own boss. Build it on Shopify. Do you have sweaty balls? Or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready bowls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com. And the lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard and welcome to the Buzz. We are back with tonight's show, Inside the Bohemian Grove. Now, what I want to do is, uh, especially for the people listening on radio, what I want to do right now is kind of let this play out. You're going, you may or may not hear some dialogue. Um, It's okay if you do, and that's okay if you don't. Uh, We're going to come back after this is over, and we're going to discuss. I just want to let this play out and 
let's just all kind of observe together. All right. So Amelia, you um, you came in here with the, with no expectations, and Master Fawn, you want to learn. So let's take a look at this. The occult activities are coming up. And then after the actual ritual, we're going to give you some more of the history surrounding it. But first off, I wanted to draw your attention to the program that was given out to the spectators or the viewers. I guess an occultist would call them novices uh, who actually watched as the priest uh, and their supporters engaged in this ancient rite. Now you're looking at a little demon called PJ that was on the front of the actual program. It's kind of an Hieronymus Bosch style. He's got a little broom and a dustpan and he's sweeping something up. Now, even more shocking is the figure of a human body burning in the flames. In fact, I've shown it uh, to people that are experts in anatomy, to actual doctors, and they say that the anatomical size is that of a baby or small child. Notice how large the cranium is in comparison to the torso, that is the ribs. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, this is from the program itself given out to the establishment lackeys witnessing these sinister activities. Remember, in Babylon and Tyre, they would throw their children into fiery pits. Look at the size of the hands compared to the rest of the Mahdi. Only children show these anatomical details. Now, of course, it's been airbrushed in, but it shows the psychology. Now, this is the only skull we actually caught on tape. We've blown it up for you over one of the major meeting houses. Of course, it's not a real skull. It was extremely oversized up on the signage. The point we're trying to make here is the entire compound was literally infested with symbols of death, skulls, owls, and long last, here it is, the cremation of care unveiled. Okay. Well, what do you make of that? Um, um, I'm speechless, but oh my God, sacrificing kids, babies, really? They do. Well, we know, you know, Amelia, you and yeah. I did a show where, mm -hmm. I, I, um, how was that child of 10, 11 years old? Yeah, at least 10. Oh talking about uh, her mm -hmm. father taking her to a party where they mm -hmm. ate babies. Yeah. And, and how many children testified? Uh, at um, least a dozen? At least a dozen, yes. Okay. And they talked about cutting the baby, draining the blood from it. This is what we're talking mm -hmm. about. This mm -hmm. is what we're talking about. This is the world we live in. Okay. It's not all rainbows and lollipops, folks. No. It's pretty fucking sick, quite frankly. You know? Um, very sick. It's a twisted place, absolutely. Master Fun, talk to me about what you saw. Um, it was disturbing. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, if that is a child, that's fucking nuts. I... I how are these people not in jail? I just don't understand. Because uh, money talks and bullshit walks. That's a simple answer. The, yeah. the, it's a valid question, but the answer is, it is simple. Money. Money will, there are two different kinds of justice for people with money and people without. I'll give you just a name. O.J. Simpson. Hmm. Okay? Yes. I'll, gi I'll give you another name. Johnny Depp. 
I'll give you another name. Martha Stewart. Martha, hello, Martha yeah. Stewart. Yeah, you want to go on? We can go. We can. I can go all night with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The point I'm trying to make is simple. It's money. It's a money grab. There are two different kinds of justice for those who have and those who have not. And if you have, you don't have to worry. And if you don't have, you better worry a lot because they're yeah. coming for you. You got to then worry about the, the justice system that accepts money over the actual what's right and wrong. The, the United States justice system has always accepted money over what's right and wrong. Go back, go way back into our history. Go back to the days of Columbus, in fact. Go back to that time. Christopher Columbus paid all kinds of money for his guys to stay out of trouble. They raped and yeah. pillaged everything they could find. Yeah, but they're going to keep your secret. It's going to come with the price, though. They had a ship full of men. When they landed, mm -hmm. all they wanted to do was get laid. Yeah. And they didn't care from who. Yep. They did Why? not care who it was. Basic human primeval instinct sex hmm. sex and they didn't care how old that person was didn't they did care. Didn't, didn't matter million nope. didn't did matter, matter. bohemian <laughs> grove doesn't matter doesn't matter they don't care doesn't matter look a, a, a wet set of lips is a wet set of lips doesn't matter who they're on you know correct Hate the Sorry, folks. I did issue a disclaimer. But he's you telling know? the truth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old. It does not matter. Nope. Never mattered. Here's the thing. Let, let me just get up here with people. Kind of. I want to. I want to. I want to have a talk. I want to talk to you guys. Um. Yeah. I take no pleasure, folks, in bringing this kind of depravity. I really don't. Um, in fact, it's disturbing. Uh, it bothers me on on visceral, guttural levels that I bring these kind of shows to you. But if I don't, who will? This is the world that you and I live in. It's sick. It's twisted. It's the devil's world. It's his playground. Okay? God may have created this place, but he let the devil run all over it. Perhaps God knows what he's doing. I believe he does. Because I think there's, there's a better place for us after this crap. Gotta be. Because this is a mess, man. This is really a mess here. Um, that's what, You know, I come on this show, Master Fon, and it ends up... Uh, every episode, Amelia, yes. ends up Angelo's confession. Mm. How many times have I confessed on this? <laughs> and I'm not done yet. But the truth is, it's a bitter pill to swallow. I, I don't like it as much as you. Look, no. I, I don't like it as much as you guys. Okay, but here's the thing. I have to I have to tell the story. I have to tell the story. Because there's going to be one kid like me or like Amelia or like Master Fawn. There's going to be one kid one day. That's going to watch a show like this. Maybe he even might watch this show someday. Maybe he's watching it now. He might be watching it right now. 
Absolutely. And he's going to say, you know what? Pitbull and Mad Dog are right. Got to do something about it. You know? Got to do something about it. Because if we didn't bring the show to people right now, who would, you know, they would know about this stuff. You're absolutely right. Because a lot of the times, you know, like you said, they're erasing our history. They're erasing everything for us to teach these children. They're, well, teaching, they're, they're teaching the opposite. Right, let's put it that way. We'll say it this way, Amelia. They're trying to erase history. However, and we're not going to let them. No way. No, I'm not going to. Absolutely not going right. to let them. By mm-hmm. the way, neither is Joe Kahn, by the way, who will be with us Wednesday night. Joe Kahn is president of the Institute for Free Speech in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He will be on the show. This man is absolutely remarkable in what he is tasked to do. And I'll tell you what, he is making headway and making strides legally all throughout the country in every state. They have representatives in every single state and territory. And I will tell you that I have no doubt in my mind that Joe Kahn and his his band of warriors, and that's what they really are, his band of warriors are going to kick ass and take names, and it won't stop until it's done. And it's not going to be done for a long time, folks. Because wherever you have good, you're going to have evil. And there's a lot of evil running around. Somebody said, well, why is there so much evil in the world? Bohemian Grove, Bilderberg, um, CERN, Mm. all of this stuff. Why is there so much? Why? (laughs) Look at the people sitting by quietly, doing nothing. That's not us. We don't sit by quietly. We got big mouths around here and we use them. Yes. And we use our mouths and our platform to affect change. That's what I do. That's what Amelia does. That's what Master Fawn does in his own kind of Gary Cooper quiet silence. <laughs> you have to be the change you want to see in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm seeing I am the I am my change. You know what it is? Fight like a motherfucker. Speak loud. Speak proud. Don't sit down quietly and let. Don't ever do that. Just don't do that. Stand up. Be loud. Be obnoxious. Risk offending somebody. You know why? Because that's free speech. People don't do not allow yourself to be canceled. We have not allowed ourselves to be canceled. You know why? We can't be. We can't be canceled. Do you get that? We can't be. Okay? I dare somebody. I fucking dare. I triple dog dare you. Try and cancel us. Yes, exactly. Try it. Can't. Know why? Because truth is a mighty sword. Okay? You know what Jesus said? He says, I came with a sword. I came not to bring peace. I came to bring division. You know what that meant? It means let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Let all the posers get the hell out of my way. The people that are with me, follow me. Let's go. Let's roll. Okay? I'm putting it in my vernacular, of course. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much what he said. Yeah. All right. So, Amelia, mm-hmm. what'd you learn? Oh, listen, I learned that there's a lot of perverts out there. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, learned that uh, this might as well not even vote because our vote really doesn't count. Your vote doesn't count. Let me read this to you. I want to read this because it's really important. Um, yeah, let me read this to you. Uh, I have it, I believe it's where was it? It was right here. Aha! Here it is. I got it. I found what I was looking for, Mill. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we are. Here we are. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, Robert Oppenheimer. Mm. You know that name? Oh, yes. Tell everybody who Robert Oppenheimer is. Helped develop the first atom bomb. Yep. Robert Oppenheimer was a prominent member of Bohemian Grove. Now, remember what their motto is. Weaving spiders come not here. Right? Now, what do we say, Amelia? That means don't do your business here. Yeah, do not do your business here. Keep it outside those gates. And we're we're here to have fun. and Well, let me tell you what Robert Oppenheimer did, Neil. Robert Oppenheimer brought his business into the Grove. And how did he do that? Simple. He brought in the idea of creating an atomic bomb to destroy Japan. And they did. Mm-hmm. He had to have done it with a lot of secret codes because... Um... Oh, no, there wasn't nothing secret about this. It was, it was in your face. Hmm. It was in your face. There was nothing secret about the Manhattan Project. The only, the only secret was that they kept it a secret that long. Oh, wow. Because there was a lot of people involved in it. All, by the way, members of Bohemian Grove. Um, tell everybody else who Oppenheimer is and what his significance is. Oppenheimer, um, other than the atomic bomb, wasn't he... Also the one uh, with Einstein who helped develop the Podolsky Gate Bridge. Well, Oppenheimer was also the president of Harvard. He served as president of Yale. He served as president of Princeton. He He was the only man to serve as the president of all three of these Ivy League schools. Ivy League schools, yes. Okay. These are like heavy duty schools. And every one of those schools has a Skull and Bone Society chapter. Yes, it does. Particularly Harvard, where Skull and Bone started. Highly recommend the movie for those who haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, great movie, by the way, called Skull and Bones. And quite based in truth. Um, the, uh, the idea of secrecy only exists if you have a stable of people capable of keeping a secret. Remember something. People with money can't keep a secret. (laughs) You know why? Because their ego is bigger than their need to keep quiet. Mm -hmm. Understand 
it's all it's listen, folks. I'm not the brightest guy in the world. Well, maybe I am, but uh, <laughs> but it's called psychology. That's how psychology works. Okay, it's all it's a head fuck. That's what it is. It's a head fuck. It's it's all <laughs> well. Uh, we'll talk about it after this clip. Let's watch this. This is the cremation of care. By the way, I want to stop that video right there. You, uh, you guys noticing that big owl in the back? Yes. Okay. You know they have it lit from the from you know backlit from behind it, right? Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask you for. It was lit from because yeah, you could it's really... lit from the back. There's there's backlighting. Okay. You see that? You can see the spotlight there behind. Yes. The there's mm-hmm. also torches and a number of druids walking around with you know uh, lighted torches. And drums, um, right? That's what I could hear. Drums. Yeah, there are drums. But I wanted you to look at that giant owl. And, and it, it is a giant owl. It's a stone owl. But if you look at it, what does it really look like with that backlighting? Demon? Devil? It, it looks like a demon because of the owl's head. They look like two you know, horns. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. I want you to take a look at the owl. Watch. And you'll you'll notice it on the enhanced video, which you're going to see shortly. When it when this film straightens out, and by the way, Alex Jones had to record it this way because he was sitting down, kind of leaned up against a tree. <laughs> of care that's the raw unedited footage and i wanted you to see that and amelia i want you to you know, i'm gonna go master fun this one uh let's start with you um what did you see there point out some at least uh, four things that piqued your curiosity the amount of people that are in attendance was right off the bat yeah interesting in itself like all these people attend and 
somehow yet it's the best kept secret in the world. Mm-hmm. They can't keep four people telling me not to tell me what they had for <laughs> breakfast. I mean, <laughs> you're exactly you're exactly right. Um, you're exactly right. Absolutely. That was the biggest part right there. How do you keep a secret that big from being told by anyone or just even yeah with the internet and people can just say something under a fake name? How is it not? Well, it's interesting. Alex Jones got in there by telling the people. And, and by the way, they stopped him four times inside and questioned him. But he had the right answer every time. Who are you with? The hillbillies. Mm. That's what the Bush delegation was called. They were called the hillbillies. All right? So it was easy for him. Plus, he's from Texas. Right. Alex has a Texas accent. Yes. He's, mm. he's got that dialect. Mm. He's not far from Crawford where, you know, where Bush Jr. lives. You know? Let's take a look at his mail. Um, oh, that's the thing. I want to. I gotta go to you. I gotta go to me. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Uh, sorry about the delay again. Uh, I noticed there was rows and rows of men. They were really, really paying attention to what was going on. Of course, everybody was real quiet. There was a lot of uh, people on stage wearing robes. Uh, they were doing a lot of chanting in a mm-hmm. certain way. They were all going a certain around, and they were paying homage to something on the owl. Course, they were doing some kind of ceremony, yeah, maybe a sacrifice. I'm pointing that out because let, let me interject there. They were paying homage to the god Moloch. The, the owl represents the god Moloch. Let's take a look at this. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. What happened to my video? We're going to have to. I'm going to have to. Uh, hold on, folks. I'm going to have to. Um, change and, uh, up my video. So I'm sorry, I didn't, that's never happened on the show before. <laughs> and I don't know if the robes were red. They could have been orange in color, but it was you know hard to tell. But you know, like we were saying, like the orange color has a lot of significance with people. Yeah. So they were all wearing robes, all the same. They were all doing the chanting, but instead of going ca- clockwise, they were going counterclockwise, yeah. I believe, which is different and unique. I will have the video. I will have the video uh, up shortly. Um, I'm I'm tweaking it right now, but I normally we would already have this. I'm surprised that, that I hadn't have it ready. I, my apologies, folks, but you will have it very shortly. What I wanted you to see is, and Amelia, you brought up some of it. I wanted you to see. The detail, and that's what I was waiting for somebody to say. I was waiting for somebody to say the attention to detail in that ritual. That's a pagan ritual. It's a um, it's a, a Babylonian, essentially, uh, um, ceremony. The god Moloch is represented by the owl. He is the all-seeing, all-knowing deity in this case. That's why the Bohemian Grovers are very big into their owls. They're very big into the, the you saw that little thing, PJ? Yes. The little demon on the cover, PJ? 
PJ is kind of there, I want to say, like their mascot. Like it, if the devil had a mascot, that, that, it's PJ. He cleans okay. up the mess afterwards. Pretty much, yeah. He's <laughs> he's the, the shit cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is important to remember, though, Everything you see has a purpose. There is a reason that everything is being done. And I wanted you to notice the burning body on the altar. Now, they say it's burning in effigy, which means that there's really nothing burning. Not so much. I should say not so quick, say, insiders. There are reports that they actually do sacrifice human beings in there. Always male, always a child, always. And when you, you're going to hear and see it very shortly in a couple of moments, a video where the, the blood curdling screams coming from that altar you have to wonder to yourself, are they theatrical screams or are they coming from somebody being killed? And that's the question. That's the question. That's how, when Alex Jones says that they take their stuff deadly serious, he's not kidding. He's absolutely not kidding. Uh, we're almost done. Here we'll have, uh, we're going to have this uh, film for you in about 10 seconds. So uh, just give me a second here. Here we go. That's what I'm looking for right there. All right. Ready, Mill? Yes. Amelia, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at this. All right, like horns yes they do right there in the center on the top exactly that's what i wanted you to see they look like horns Now we're going to get to some enhanced video, and we'll go play-by-play play through some of the more occultic statements, like, we shall read the sign in your burned effigy, the bound body. That's exactly what the Druids actually did. They would roast. 
We want to tell people that uh, as Alex Jones describes this part of his video, it is gruesome. It is disturbing. Keep in mind, they claim they claim the body is being burnt in effigy. I have serious reservations, whether that's effigy or I believe it to be a real person being sacrificed. That's what I believe. So let's let's continue to listen to Alice Jones. Cats, uh, goats, oxen, horses, and watch the pain of how they died. And from this, extract some type of mystical energy force or power and also be able to tell the future. Power of Bohemia, we beseech the Stratospite Council. Upon further research of the ritual you just witnessed, it becomes clear. It is a mixture of the Babylonian Canaanite cult of Moloch fused with ancient Druidic rites where you have the female side of Satan, which they first call out to in the she, and then towards the horn god with the he, mixed with Masonic rites from Scotland. It's very likely that many of the 1,500 to 2,000 member crowd had really no idea what they were actually watching because it was thinly veiled. Here we have some more enhanced video as the boatman, again with his face painted up like a skull, pulls his boat uh, across the small lake towards the high priest with the red of his cloak visible with his hand outstretched as if he is pulling the damned soul towards him as they throw off their cares, their conscience for what they have to do in the world. Also, you have the arrangement of the circle of higher-level priests around him, the high priest in lighter colors, and then the outer rooms of red, and then those in black. Uh, this is consistent uh, with the darker workings of the occult, not just with the Western uh, countries, but also worldwide. Now, when you see that black edge coming to the field, that's because we zoomed in on the video, and many times the picture was almost out of the screen, so that's the edge of the field or the view of the camera. get back to more enhanced video of the ritual here in just a minute but remember pj the little demon down in the corner the left hand corner of the program sweeping up the ashes with little horns and how can you forget this the image of a human body burning on the altar again this is what they were handing out to those that were witnessing uh, these macabre activities but again from babylon on into ancient england the word bone fire, meaning human sacrifices being thrown into fiery pits, turned into today's bond fire. After the sacrifice, members of the cult would sweep up the ashes of the victim and use them in future rituals. One of the things that is extremely obvious by looking at the program handed out to Bohemian Club members is the person creating the program had a deep understanding of the occult.
the way, has anybody noticed the man in the large white robe? Mm -hmm. Is there anything peculiar about him? He looks like the Pope. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. They're mocking Christianity is what they're doing. Look, he's got the same. Look at that hat. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. got the Pope hat on. He looks like the Pope. Okay. Um, Just so you know, again, not making it up. The Catholic Church does have a similar ceremony. You can't make it up, folks. You just can't. Let's listen. Fire shall have 
capable of being. The Lord don't care. And all the winds make merry with thy dust. Hail, fellowship's eternal flame. Once again, midsummer sets us free. <laughs> screaming yes did he just say the hail to the to the i'm not gonna say the name but watch i want you to watch what they're burning and all the winds make merry with thy dust hail fellowship's eternal flame once again midsummer sets us free <laughs> Uh, there you see the funeral pyre burning uh, with the effigy of a human. Or it could be real, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's been a lot of strange going-ons in that area of Northern California. But this is what the establishment is into uh, right here in America. The cremation of care. And this was July 15th, 2000. July 15th, Amelia. Oh, no. That smoke, it changed to a dark black. Yeah. There's yeah. something in that fire. Oh, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. When it's black, it's something evil, and there's something in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think yeah. they burned a human. I think yeah. they burned a human. I heard the screaming. I heard the screams. It was absolutely. something alive. Yeah. That is the full cremation of care. Oh, geez. That's probably the most bizarre thing I've seen all day. <laughs> My God, that was horrible. Yep. Uh, oh, yes. By the way, uh, Moloch is the god of infanticide. That means uh, death to children. Hmm. So that's what they're what you're talking about here. You're talking about uh, what I said earlier: mm -hmm. child sacrifice. Young boys, particularly young boys, go missing every year in that area around the time that the grove takes place that the um you know there there's july shindig let's call it that yeah. and uh yeah you can't make it up no you can't you you can, this is too bizarre to make oh it yeah and and then, uh, yeah and they have that they printed that image before them they say hail to the i'm not gonna say it because it's not god and and then they of course burn somebody alive too and they uh, make fun of the catholic religion and the pope and they ask for the pope to forgive them of their sins of what they're about to do basically is what it is essentially it's a, it's a mockery of the christian right yes remember this is based on the scottish right which is masonic okay mm -hmm. um it's if you know anything about the Masons, the Freemasons, they're heavily steeped in Scottish history. And in fact, they are, their origins are Scottish. If you watch that ceremony at Bohemian Grove, that's classic of the Scottish Rite. Classic of the Scottish Rite. And you'd be hard pressed to argue with me that that wasn't a human being in there. Yeah, I could hear the screams. I, I think it was. 
How long did they let that fire burn, or did they take? Did they let it burn out all the way, or did they, they let it burn itself out? Hmm. Well, we know if a fire burns long enough, you can even burn bone into ash. Which, yeah, absolutely. Well, we know that. And that's why it's called the cremation of care. They're literally cremating care, and care is represented by a child. Yeah, innocent. Dull, exactly, innocence. Dull care, they call it. So, by the way, Kevin Kenneth Singleton, thank you for joining me here tonight. I believe you're a first timer here. I've never seen your name in our chat before. Welcome. Um, and kudos to you. You know, Moloch. Um, yeah, Moloch is a a bad guy. Yes. Moloch's a really bad guy. So, Amelia, talk to me. Yes. I was just like seeing that video for the first time because I didn't really want to see it before and then see it again today. I wanted to see it firsthand with everyone here, our audience, because I wanted to get the firsthand experience and really, you know, know what it was all about. And I'm glad yeah. I did that because I was just uh, like surprised. I could hear the screams, like you were saying, and I was. Can, you know, shocked in a way, but not shocked, if you know what I mean. I sure do. And knowing what they did is like, oh my God, how dare you evil, evil, horrible men can do something like that. And men like that run our country. People wake the fuck up. Seriously. Yeah. You have people they, like that running I mean, our country. They're not, no, they're not running the country. It's uh, far, it's running far us, more you know. expansive than that. Yeah. They're running the planet. Yeah, you have people like that trying to control us. Wake the fuck up, people. Yep, they're running the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, for a little while longer anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, for a little while know. longer. And, well, I'll tell you what, Amelia. Um, say I'm hooked on your conspiracy shows. I finally caught one. Well, I'll tell you what. Brother, I got some good stuff coming up for you. If you love oh, yes, we do. <laughs> oh, I got some great conspiracy stuff. I'll tell you what, Kenneth, I'm going to give you, I'm going to send this to Kenneth right now. Yeah. I want you to subscribe to our newsletter. Um, I think you'll be very happy if you do. Uh, let me get it. I'm going to get it right here for you. Hold on. Just Kenneth, give me a second. I want to pull a link up here for you. Here we go. Hot damn. All righty. And I'm just scared that, you know, how there you said is. that they let the families join up to a certain time. And of course, the women and children have to go back to the camps okay. or wherever they're at. I'm just scared that some of those, you know, our boys, you know, I'll be scared if that was me being there with my family. If that was my son there, I'll be like, no, you're not taking my son with you anywhere. My yeah. son's staying with me. Well, I'll tell you what. I just sent Kenneth Singleton a link for our uh, our newsletter. Subscribe to my newsletter, Kenneth. I'm going to keep you apprised of everything that's going on, and uh, and we'll keep you posted on everything. You'll, you know, we've got quite a few. Uh, beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you'll have everything that we have, and uh, you'll get it before everybody. So there yes. you go. And if you're not a member of our What's the Buzz podcast group page, please become Amelia, a member. Tell everybody how they can join. 
yes, What's the Buzz podcast group page on Facebook. We also have Instagram and also uh, this is our link tree TikTok. as well. We have a link tree. We have link tree and we have a TikTok. You have well, a TikTok. What's not, the buzz? <laughs> we have a What's the Buzz podcast. I swear to you, it's believe it or not, it started out small but mighty. It but now he's back. Got, <laughs> wait a minute, we've got a hundred and like a hundred and twenty-five likes on it. Yay! <laughs> Good for us because yeah, you know how much I hate TikTok. He does, people. He <laughs> hates it with a passion. I tell you, he hates it with a passion. <laughs> but we've got on our our uh, our radio, got uh, almost eleven million people. I mean, let me see if we got. We've got. Let's see. I'll tell you exactly right now. Let's get a a current count. Yeah, hey, drum roll, right? <laughs> I want to check it out right now. Hold on a yeah. minute. But while you're doing that, I just want to seriously say thank you to everyone who's prayed and sent me text messages and uh, calls for my dad. I, I will go ahead and tell you, since it was live, that he had 95% blockage and they did put a stint, which uh, he has to stay another night overnight, which he doesn't like, but too bad. And they're going to be exactly. running some more tests. So hopefully he gets to go home tomorrow if he behaves and takes his medicine like he's supposed to. Beautiful. <laughs> and I will put it live. Right <laughs> 10,867,785 faithful worldwide listeners. And that's a real number. That's a and lot growing. Number as of right now. No pressure. No pressure. And no. growing. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so, Master Fun, great night for you tonight. What do you think? You learned something? Oh, yeah. I, that was a baby in that fire, and I'm creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm creepy. We're going to have an interesting uh, little conversation on the way to take him home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenneth, yeah. you're very, very welcome. We appreciate you and everybody else that uh, yes. listens to I, us and watches us. And you are one of my favorite people now because you're here. <laughs> I damn, I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to get out of here. It's 8 30 for Amelia, the Pitbull, Chapman, for. Master Fawn, the inquisiting mind. I am the mad dog, Angelo Zibio. And tomorrow, join us for part two of the Bohemian Grove. This is just the beginning, folks. We got another one coming tomorrow night. And then Wednesday, join us. Uh, Kenneth, join me Wednesday night. We're going to talk to Joe Kahn. He is the president of the Free Speech Institute. Now, I'll tell you what, we need to fight for our, our free speech again. Yes, we People do. People are trying to, presidents and Congress and senators, and they're trying to shut us down and shut us up. We're not going to do it. Yep. Ain't going to do it. Not going to shut us down. They, no, they're it, not. It, it ain't happening, baby. It ain't happening. Till next time, till tomorrow night, we will see you on Watch the Buzz. Be good to each other. Be kind. God bless everyone. <laughs> good night. Bye-bye.